How's everyone doing? Okay, and this is why I'm so glad the Lord, like, gave me this message tonight. I'm so glad. Why? Why? Because, you know, when I ask you guys, how's it going, you know? And I always do that every time I'm leading worship, you know, whether it's at Harvest on Friday night or Saturday night or whatever, Monday night. <clears throat> and, you know, I get the same response, you know, it's always good, you know, good. Everyone's just good and... The Lord really spoke to my heart, and like, it's awesome, you know, those of you that prayed for me when I asked you guys last week to pray for me for a message, I'm really glad you did, because the Lord just suddenly gave me a message, you know, and the title of my message tonight is called, Be Excited in This. So be excited in this. What? Be excited in what, Brian? You know, you're probably, ta- you're probably wondering, okay, what's there to be excited about? What, why should I be excited when I just went through a whole days of work, just, you know, school, work, um, it's stinking 7 o'clock right now, and I don't feel like doing anything but going to bed, or, oh man, I got to go do some homework. Most of you are like that, right? It's I, either I want to get some sleep, or I got some homework to do. But, <clears throat> if you notice throughout the whole scripture, the reason why we should be excited, first of all, is because... We know that in prophecy back in the Old Testament days that we know that a child is going to be born to us. We know that Jesus is coming. There's going to be a Messiah sent for us to save us of damnation for us, or to save us from going to hell pretty much. And so throughout the whole scripture, people are getting excited about this. They're just like, oh my gosh, there's a Messiah coming. They're just going nuts, you know, but yet we don't see that. Us here, we never see anything like that. We're, we're, we're too busy talking about the scripture, reading about what Jesus did, what, um, what the Apostle Paul's talking about, what each of the disciples are talking about in, their, in the gospel. But we, we, we miss the whole mark that we need to get excited because throughout the whole scripture, it should be excitement. Everything was excited. Every time, every time uh, David would go, and he, and he was just a little kid, and he had to go kill, you know, the giant, the giant slayer, right, you know, and so, what happens, Goliath, you know, David was off his, geez, he's just going nuts, he's like, Woo, I can do it, yeah, the Lord, like, I'm going to do this for the king, I, you know, he was excited about every opportunity he gets to be used by God, and people in the scriptures are looking forward to being used by God. Or some are just bummed out, you know, because they're not trusting in the Lord, just like Moses, when he's not trusting in the Lord. And when all these miracles start to happen, he starts getting excited. But still, he, he said, oh, I don't trust in the Lord still, and so on. But we notice that throughout the whole Bible, I think the goal of our lives should be we need to be excited all the time. That's the only way you can be set apart from the world. If you notice the world, the world is bummed out all the time. The world is just, man, I'm worried about this. I'm trying to do these things. I need to do all these things. There's a lot going in in our minds, in our hearts. Relationship problems, you name it, it's there, you know. And those of you that are bummed out, remember, you know, James is a great book, but we're not going to be in James. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, or actually chapter 5, excuse me. So the message, I entitled it, 
Be excited in this. So uh, let's pray and uh, have the Lord speak to us. And Father, I just come to you right now, Lord, and I just pray, Lord, that you would touch each heart in this room in a personal way, God, and that by the end of this night, we would go away from this place changed and more excited about you, God. So, Lord, this is your time. You, you take care of it, God. I lay it into your hands and we pray that you bless in Jesus' name. Amen. So, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 podcast. And we're going to be starting in verse 1. So, <clears throat> verse 1. Now concerning this time, or the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. And we'll stop right there. So, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, representing us, Paul is talking to the church of Thessalonica, and he is telling them to watch out, keep a lookout. And so... There's no need to have anything written to you. In this, Paul is pretty much, he, his opening statement is, hey, don't worry about anything. There's nothing to be concerned about. It's already written. So, what's already written? What Paul is talking about in this text is the coming of Jesus, the rapture of the church. We're talking about the most exciting time. Oh, we're in it, you know, we're, I, I believe we're in it, you know, we're, we are in the last day, I believe we're the ones that, blink of an eye, we're gone, I believe it so much, you know, the Lord's revealed so much to me, and so Paul is encouraging the Thessalonians that, hey, don't worry about anything, just forget about it, it's already written, I've seen it, I've heard about it, the, the Lord is coming soon, because in Matthew 24, Verse 36, it tells us, But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. And when we're referring to this is, Hey, don't worry about, don't worry about what's going on in life. Don't worry about what's tomorrow. The Lord is coming. He is coming. No one knows when He's going to come. And that's the exciting part. The excitement is no one knows when the Lord's coming. He can come maybe midnight tonight. We don't know, you know. As I'm walking over here, He can probably come get us right now, you know. I don't know if I have all the time to get over here. Okay, I reached over here. Praise God. But I don't know if I have the time to reach over here or to pick up my Bible. We just don't know. We don't know. And so that's the exciting part. We don't know when the king's coming, but we should be on the lookout, man. We should be like, man, I'm about to run across the street, but I don't know if I'm going to make it in time. What if the Lord comes back to pick me up? Oh, that'd be awesome. That's what, that's, that's what we should be thinking about, is to be excited in that, that the Lord is coming soon. And reading on in verse 2, it says, For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Stop right there. So the day of the Lord is coming like a thief in the night. So what's a thief in the night? A person, obviously, a robber. Someone that's going to 
come, someone that's going to sneak around at night time to bust in somewhere and to get to you, you know. But we know from, <clears throat> we know in chapter, or in uh, Luke's gospel, chapter 12, it says, if a master of a house knows, knows the hour of a thief, this is uh, referring to uh, verse 39 to 40. So I'm summarizing it. Luke's gospel is telling us, okay, if we knew a thief was going to, okay, if, let's say I'm living in this house, and I knew a thief was going to come in this house or try to break into my house at 10 o'clock tonight. Obviously, I'm going to be prepared, right? I'm going to be like, dude, where's my, where's my thick and shoddy? Let's, let's take this guy out. I'm going to, I'm going to wait for him. I'm going to stink and stay up and wait till that stinking last minute when, it, when it's nine minutes left. I'm like, nine minutes and 59 seconds, baby, you know? And I'm waiting for the thief to come. Because why? Because I know he's coming and I'm going to walk him, you know? In the same sense, in here, in, here, in verse 2, it tells us that the day of the Lord is coming and that he's coming like a thief in the night. So obviously, if the Lord is coming like a thief in the night to take us, shouldn't we be waiting around? We don't know when, but, but here it tells us that the Lord is coming like a thief in, in the night. So if the Lord's coming like a thief in the night, we all should be excited just waiting, just waiting around like, oh man, where's the Lord coming? You've got to keep a lookout. That's what Paul is talking about. We should be excited in this. We should be looking out for the Lord's return. We know that there's wars going on. We know that the Vera chips out, you know? We know all these things that's coming out, that the world is coming to an end, and that God's people are going to be going to heaven soon. You know, and I hope I go to heaven super soon. You know, I hope it's tonight. I really do. You know, I'm always telling Robert, Robert, if I ever get in a car accident and, like, I can't move or anything... Pull the plug, man. Just pull the plug. I don't want to suffer here. I will write. Le- I will give you my letters stating that I just want to go to heaven. We should all be wanting to go to heaven. We should all be looking forward to going to heaven, and that's the beauty of it. And so, that's one thing we need to be excited about all the time, all the time. Remember when we were back in Colossians chapter three, going over. Fill your minds with heavenly things. Fill your minds with the things above. In the same sense, that's the same exact thing. We all should be dying to go to heaven. Oh, Lord, I can't stand it here on on this earth anymore. I'm dying to go to heaven. I'm dying to just be at the throne of the King, on my knees, on my face, not saying a word, but just being in awe of Him. That's how we should all be. We should all be excited. We should all want to do this. We should all go forth and stink and do everything we can for the Lord because our time is short, my friends. It's very short. And yes, I worry. You know, I'm not a saint or anything. I worry all the time. But yet the Lord's always flicking me in the ear saying, Brian, you idiot! you missed it, man. I'm coming soon. Why aren't you, why aren't you telling people about this? Because I, I know that each and every single one of us, if the Lord sent us an angel, let's say we all went home tonight, right? And 
maybe the Lord comes to one of you guys because you've been praying, Lord, I just want to know when your return is because I, I want to go nuts for you. And let's say you're sleeping, you know, and an angel's like, ding, 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 and you're just like sleeping, and you're like, ah, oh, what, what's going on? And then you wake up, you see an angel of the Lord, right? And the angel of the Lord says, hey, Pat, I'm coming tomorrow, noon, tomorrow, noontime, tomorrow, noontime. What would each of you be doing if an angel came to you and said, the Lord is coming, the Lord Jesus is coming tomorrow at noon. What do each of you do? Me? I sell everything I had. I go around preach. I go around saying, the Lord's coming tomorrow noon. And it's midnight. I'm just yelling, the Lord's coming tomorrow at noon. And everyone's probably thinking I'm a freak, you know. We would go full blast for the king if we knew the insight. We all would. I guarantee you. It's like saying, it's like saying that, an angel of the Lord came and whispered to this guy, Pat, and said, Hey, here's the six numbers for the lotto. The heck? Of course, you know, that person's going to be like, I'm on it, like, stinking. Exactly. I'm on it. I'm, I'm so on it. I'm writing those six numbers. I'm going to the lottery at 2 in the morning because I just woke up at 2 in the morning in my jammies. I'm flying over to the liquor store to buy a lotto ticket. With this number, you all would be doing that if an angel gave you an insight on that. Right? It's not me, is it? It's just not me, right? <laughs> I hope not. Exactly. See, thank you. I don't you. share it with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> See, if we had an insight on what was going on, we would all go full blast for the king. And that's what Paul is giving this church some info. Hey. The Lord is coming soon. You guys should be excited. You guys should be going nuts right now. But yet, we've, we always miss that opportunity. We're always, authority, like, we all, we, we're bummed out. Or we want people to just, like, comfort us or something because the Lord's not enough for us or something. You know, that's how we are. But I hope that this would excite you and going and moving on in verse 3 of 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. And we'll stop right there. We know that when the Lord comes, it's going to be painful. He's going to come and take all of us, each of us who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord, our King, our Father in Heaven. And right here, Paul's stating that when this happens, oh man, there's going to be destruction on earth. Because we're not going to be there, obviously. But everyone else that's left, there's going to be destruction. Like, like a, a woman giving birth to a child. That's how bad it is, you know. And I know you girls probably in here don't have not experienced that. But when you do, one of these days, when you get married, find that godly guy who loves you and loves the king, man, and he's just stoked on the Lord, and you're just stoked on him because he loves the Lord, and you're just like, man, he loves the Lord, man, oh man, that's what you're going to be stoked on, you know, you girls, and when you have a family, and, and you have a kid, when you have that kid, it's going to hurt, you know, obviously, 
And in the same sense, when the Lord comes to retrieve His people, to, to take us to heaven, the earth is going to be hurting. It, they're going to be filling it. It's going, to, it's going to hurt. And we know this because in Bible prophecy in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 6 and 9, it talks about the day of the Lord is near and how much destruction is going to happen on the face of the earth. It's been recorded already in Isaiah. It's prophesied. In Isaiah, it tells us that when the, Lord is, when, when the coming of the Lord is near, everything is going to be destroyed. Everything is going to be a disaster. Everything is just not going to go good at all. It's going to be like hell on earth. But we need to be excited because we're not going to be here. So we're not going to be bummed. We're going to be, we're going to be in heaven kicking it with the king on our horses ready for battle at the Armageddon and just thinking, going out and just working Satan and his demons. And that's going to be awesome. And moving on, verse 4. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you, to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day, we are not of night or of darkness. So, we'll stop right there. But you are not in darkness. We are not in darkness, my friends. We once were in darkness, like First John chapter 2, verse 8 says, We used to be in dark, darkness, but now this darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining in each of us. We used to live in darkness. We used to not care about the Lord. We used to not care about what, about where we're going when we die. We used to think sin was super cool and fun and partying and drinking and smoking and all that stuff was just, it was fun. It was self-satisfaction, but we know best now because we're in the light. We know what's uh, right from wrong. And we know that in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8, it says, <clears throat> At one time you were darkness, but, but, uh, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of the light. When light is being written in the Bible, when, when, these, when these disciples, when all these prophets are talking about the light, Light represents something good in the Bible. It represents the Lord. It represents God is good. It represents, man, when Moses went up to the mountain to receive the, uh, the tablets, a shining light came forth and he saw the Lord. And we know that the light is good because when he came off that mountain, his face, glo uh, his face glowed. He was in the presence of God. We know that when we go to heaven, around the, thro the thrones of God, there's creatures flying around just saying, Holy, holy, holy. There's, there's 24 elders tossing their crowns at the king. And we know that there's this beam of light that's just so bright that you, you can't comprehend it. You, you, you can't even look at it because it's so bright. Because the light represents pure from the Lord. The Lord is pure. The Lord is crystal clean. He's the light. 
Darkness represents evil, and we all know that. The evil that we used to be in, or that we used to be, but we are children of light now. And we praise the King for that, because that's amazing. We get, we get to step out of this darkness, into the light, and into the throne of God, the most holiest of holies, and we get to be in His presence. That's awesome. We need to be excited about that. In verse 6, So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. How many of you guys like sleeping? Man, I love sleeping. You know, like, snap. If I can sleep a 12-hour day... I take that. I, I take that over ten bucks easily, you know. <laughs> sleep, sleep is good. Sleep is very good. But the Lord is crying out. The Lord is crying out to us, saying, "Hey, you sleepyheads, wake up! I'm coming soon." But Lord, I just want to sleep. I just want to be in my my comfort zone still. But I'm coming back soon. But Lord, I'm just... I'm resting right here, man. I am so comfortable here. And that's what we're always saying. We're too comfortable in our comfort zones. We're too comfortable being at rest when we should be striving each and every single day of our lives to know the Lord more and more and more each day. We all need to be that way. I don't know why a lot of people, they say... Yeah, I'll pray the sinner's prayer. Jesus, forgive me, forgive me of my sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's cool. That you know They receive Jesus, but from there on, where do they go? What do they do? I'm in my comfort zone. I'm just going to head back home and watch a ton of TV and ruin my mind. And that's it. When we should be out doing something, we should be out lending a hand for our neighbor. We should be out going out blessing someone. We should be all doing these things. I don't know why we're not doing it enough. It was amazing. You know that, you know about two days, sevens ago where um, the couple Abel and uh, Myra or whatever, where they lost their baby and how Pastor Steve was talking about that? Well, I had inside scoop on, man, these, these people were suffering. They didn't have money to pay for the 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 caskets, none of that. The funeral, they didn't have any money. It was going to cost them over $1,000. You know? And I'm, th- and, and I'm thinking, man, that sucks. But then, I found out that someone else is thinking, pay that. They just paid the whole thing for them. How much of a blessing is that? How much different is that person behind the scenes that just paid that whole thing Without anyone knowing. No one knows who, who, who that person is. All they know is a person cut a check for over a thousand bucks to pay for that. Because they wanted to bless them. They were helping out the body. That's being different, my friends. That's it right there. Even if you have five dollars. And if you see someone in need. I bet you they're more in need than any of us in this room. We should be going out, being excited and saying, Hey man, you know what? I don't have much money. I got like $3.50. Why 
but this is from the king, man. He loves you. How much more would that person be? Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah, man. Jesus told me to just give it to you right now. I don't even know why. Well, uh, uh, that person's not going to have words to fathom. They're, they're going to be so shocked. Why? Because it's a Jesus thing. That's how we need to be. That's how we need to change lives. That's the only way people can see Jesus in our lives. The only way. How many of us bless people? How many of us help the body? How many of us do the most insane thing that no non-believer would do? Not many of us. Not me. I'll be the first to raise my hand. I don't do that that much at all. Don't forget, we take so much for granted, my friends. We take so much. We have so much here when people have nothing there. And we're always wanting more. We forget that when we open up a bottle of water and we drink it down like it's no big deal. We forget that there's people in Africa that don't have that, that have to dig wells. We forget it. We miss the point. We forget that we, going out and buying this fantastic meal over at Black Angus, when we can just go grab like a dollar cheeseburger and give the rest away to, some, to someone else that needs it way more than we do. We forget these things. And that's the thing. I don't want you guys to forget that. I want you guys to really... Give it to the Lord, saying, Lord, who can I bless today? Whether it's laying hands and saying, hey man, can I bless you with a prayer, man? Can I pray for you? I remember when me and this guy, my buddy Eddie, when we were doing the whole college campus witnessing thing and going out, I called it college campus encouragement. And we would go over to CBU and hang around and just talk to people and be like, hey man, like, we just came at it, we, we went to CBU, we just went at it and thought everyone there was a Christian. We'd be like, man, hey brother, how's it going, man? Just going up to random people, talking to them and say, hey man, I know you're going to class right now and is there anything I can pray for you about? Is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything I can pray? They'd be, they'd be in shock. They'd be like, are you serious? Yeah, man, don't you do this all the time? You go to a Christian school. They're like, well... Um, well, I got this test. Let's pray for the test. And I just, we just lay hands and start praying for them. And people were so blessed by it. Because after we were done, he's like, you know what? No one has ever done that to me. But no one has ever, never, ever done that for me. Why, why'd you do it? I'd be like, man, because Jesus is awesome, man. And you, go to, and you go to a Christian school and that's even better. And it really affects people's lives. It really does. How many of us reach out like that? Because I bet you all you guys that, here, that go to CBU or whatever high school or whatever junior college or college, whatever, if you were to just go in your Christian club or if you were just to go up to anyone and say, Hey, man, I see you're down. I see that you're kind of bummed out, man. Is there anything I can pray for you about? It's going to change their lives. It's going to change their perspective on God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make them realize that 
wow, God sent someone to me and He cares for me that much? Why would you do that for me? We should be, we should be those people to change the world, to go full blast. But the only way to do that is to be excited. It's to, it's to go nuts and thinking, woohoo, and throw our Bibles and just be like, man, the king's awesome. It was, it was amazing last night when, when I was doing worship over at the loft. And one person stood out in particular to me while worshiping. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through, we're, we're, you know, worshiping the king and everything. But one person stood, just shot, like the Lord just placed a light on this guy in, front, in, in my eyes. I'm just like, whoa, man, that guy knows the king right there. I just saw him and I, I just saw this guy worship like as if Jesus was in front of his face. He's, he's just, Lord, uh, he's, he's jumping up and down just like, he, he is in the presence of God right now. He is excited. He is going nuts. He's going bananas for the king. I want to be in that presence. I want to be just like that. I want to see heaven like this kid is seeing heaven right now. And that just, that stood, so it just, it really captured my heart. It put me in my place that, man, I don't do that enough. I'm not in the throne of God like that guy was, man. And so I'm just in my head like, Lord, give me what that kid's got, man. Give me that joy, that excitement, that vision. The clouds that's going in his mind, because I know he's thinking about heaven right there, because I can just see it in his, just in his eyes, man. And that's how we need to be. That's, we need to stand out for the Lord and just be like, man, the Lord's awesome. He loves us. Man, we need to think and be excited. And in Romans chapter 13, verse 11 through 13, it says this, Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is near to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of life, light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and, and sexuality, not in jealousy. But I like what verse 11 says, man. Where it says, For salvation is near to us, now than we first believed. That's such a great line right there. Salvation is near to us. <clears throat> and it is. Salvation is within us. It's in us. Jesus is in us. He's our salvation. And we need to just have the Lord light the fire in our hearts again, we need to go out with a blast. We need to go out and tell everyone, man, how, how awesome God is. We need to encourage the body. We are the body here, guys. You know, I'm the right arm, you know. Casey's the left arm. 
Vincent's, Vincent's the stinking head, or whatever, the hair. <laughs> we each are a member of the body. And for us, in order for us to move as a body, we need to encourage one another as a body. We need to go and lay hands on each other and light each other up. And hopefully people can catch on to that fire. We need to encourage each other. And the last statement that I want to encourage you in is it's in First Thessalonians, but chapter four, and it's the last two verses of chapter four. Since we already read chapter five about the Lord's coming, what's going to happen? How we should be excited? The last two verses in chapter four is amazing. And it says this, in verse 17, Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So that's talking about us being caught up in the sky. Man, we're with the Lord, we're in the air, we're, we're just flying around, we're, we're just hanging with the King right there. But the key verse right here, Therefore... After knowing we are caught up in the air with the Lord, after we know that we're going to meet the Lord in the air, therefore, in, chapter, in verse 18, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Do you get what that's saying? Encourage one another with the excitement of the King coming. That's what it's talking about. We need to encourage one another the Lord's coming. But Brian, Brian, I'm kind of bummed out right now. Man, it's okay because we might be gone in 10 seconds. Are you serious? Yeah, man. How much more encouragement would that be if someone were to tell you, man, what if the Lord just came like in 5 seconds, dude? Oh, man. I better get ready then. You get what I'm saying? Do you guys understand what I'm saying? When someone's bummed out, we need to encourage each other with the king is coming. It's like this. Let's, let's put it this way. When a person gets married, you know, what happens? You know, the, the guy asks, you know, the girlfriend, will you marry me? They become, you know, that becomes his fiance. So when prepping for the marriage... They're doing all these crazy things, right? Oh my gosh, I gotta go get my tux, I gotta pick out my dress, I gotta go see who my best men are, I gotta go see who's my bridesmaids. So all these things are happening, right? But then, two months, two months before the wedding, you ask the guy, so, what's going on? Like, how you feeling? No, it's not hitting me yet, you know, because usually guys are like that, you know. It's, it's not, it won't hit me till like three days before the, the, the wedding. But if you were to ask a girl two months before the wedding, hey, so how are you feeling? Like, are you thinking about the wedding? All the time, every second, I can't get over it. They're just going nuts about it, right? They're going nuts. Then a month comes by. You go to the, you go to the guy again. Hey, man, so you there yet or what? What's, what's going on? Are you, are you, you know, are you, you feeling the wedding yet? Man, yeah, give, give me three and a half weeks. You go up to the girl. So are you? How how long? How 
How often do you think about your wedding? Oh, every second of the day. Oh my gosh, I just can't wait. I'm just going to be wearing this beautiful gown and so on. So the girl's going nuts still, right? In the same sense, taking that picture of the brides going nuts, what do we represent as to the king? We're the bride. We're the bride of Christ, right? So if this bride over here is just thinking about the wedding, it's coming up every single second of the day, and if we are the bride of Christ, shouldn't we be thinking about the marriage with the king every single day, just thinking about, it? oh my gosh, the king's coming, oh man, I can't wait. Because if you were to ask a girl that, if you were to go and ask Brianna, she would go nuts. Oh my gosh, it's coming February 18th. I can't believe it. She's just excited. So we're the bride of Christ. We should be excited. We should be going nuts. Because we know that we belong to Jesus, to our Father in Heaven, and we know that the day is coming. We're waiting on this day. We're waiting on that marriage day with the Lord to be caught up with Him. And that's my encouragement for you guys. It's to be excited about this. Be excited about seeing the King, seeing Heaven. It should be running through our minds every day. And if you and if you see someone bummed out, you see someone that needs something, just encourage them in that because that's what it says in First Thessalonians chapter four, verse seventeen and eighteen, to encourage one another with these words. That we're going to be caught up with the Lord. The time is coming. The time is near. We need to be thinking about this. So that's my encouragement for you guys is be excited in this. That the Lord is coming for us. We're the bride of Christ. We should be thinking about the Lord coming all the time because He's, he's coming to marry us. To take us into the kingdom. And those of you that will be married, well, all of you guys will be married one of these days. I hope so. I pray that. You're going to experience that. You're going to experience that joy when that guy pops up a ring to one of you ladies and says, will you marry me? You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, you, you, get, the, you get the sprinklers coming out. You're just like crying. You're like, oh my gosh. I can't believe this. And then the guy, of course, he's going to be excited. He's going to be like, man, I'm going to marry that babe, man. That's my woman right there, man. She said, yes. You take it back to your buddies. Man, guys, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks, man. Okay, not a couple of weeks. <laughs> but, you're, but the guy's excited as well. He's going to get married. He knows that he's he just won his prized possession. Something that, meant, something that means the most to, to him, he knows that it's going to be his. And the girl, oh, I get to live with that man of God that's going to stink and take care of my family and water us with the word of God each day and pray for us. Man, they're going to be excited. So my encouragement, please guys, is to excite one another with that. With the coming of the king. Picture, just picture it in your head sometimes. When you're, when you're in your gown, you're waiting for the Lord to come. 
you're thinking about it 24-7. It's going to come. It's coming soon. Whether you get hit by a car and die today, hey, it just came, you know? I'd be jealous. I want to get hit by a car. You know, I'd be so jealous. Because you guys get to to see the king first, man. So my encouragement is, please, light each other up like that. Light each other with saying, hey, the Lord's coming. Let's pray. Yeah. What if he's coming while we're praying? Oh, wouldn't that be sick? What if this happened? What if we're here right now and we're praying together and we're just praying? You know, we're just praying. We, we open our eyes and we're in heaven. How would each of you be? What the? Are you serious? You'd go nuts. What if you were doing something for the Lord and you just, boom, you're in heaven and you're in heaven, you know, you're digging that that hole for the king, you're like, you know, you're enjoying it, and then you're in heaven, you, you open your eyes, you're in heaven, and all of a sudden, it's a bunch of clouds, you're like, what the, what's going on in here? The more, the more we comprehend this, the more, the more you're just going to get lit up, you're going to get fired up. So, let's keep that always on our minds. Amen? Alright, let's pray and be on our way, and hopefully the king comes when we open our eyes. <laughs> Father, we just thank you so much, God, for just for the coming of your Son, that you grant us access to the kingdom of God and that we get to go to heaven, Lord. And I pray, Father, right now, within this group, Lord, that you would encourage each one, that you would speak to each one in a personal way, that they would go out and be excited for you, be lit up and fired up and ready to do your will and to help each member of the body, God. But most of all, God, that we would be living for for Jesus every day. We would have you on our minds consistently, God. That we would not forget that you're coming quickly and that we need to be excited. And Father, I just pray that you would just please just trigger that in our heads, God, that you're coming soon and that we can't wait to see you. So Lord, please be with each one tonight, and I pray God you would send a special uh, blessing on each person here, and that we would all walk away changed from this place. So Father, thank you so much for being an awesome God, and just loving us, God. We thank you, and we give you all glory, and we pray your will be done always, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.